Amen. Well, uh, this morning we want to talk about faith in the blood of Jesus and how to apply the blood. And uh, if you have your Bible, let's see, we're going to open up to, uh, well, uh, Hebrews 10, 19 would be a good enough place to start. Uh, <laughs> we could stay busy for a few months here. I actually have a pastor friend of mine that preached on, on the blood of Jesus uh, every Sunday morning for three years. And he said they had more miracles during those three years than any time, and he pastored there 40 years. So we're talking about faith in the blood of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 is kind of a good spot to, to uh, look at just to get started. Hebrews 10, 19, where it says that we have boldness, having therefore boldness, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Well, if you can get in there, you can get just about anywhere you need to go. I said, if you can get in there, you can get anything you want from there. And you can't go in there without knowing you went in there. And you can't go in there without being changed. And you can't get in there by your own goodness. He says, you're going to come boldly by the blood of Jesus to enter into the holiest. Uh, entering into the holiest is one of the highest achievements of the plan of redemption. Uh, that no one can actually get closer to God than you can. No preacher, no TV preacher, no apostle, no prophet. No one can get closer to God than you can. In other words, every believer is given equal access into the holiest. So where is the holiest? Well, the holiest definitely is a place in heaven, but it's also a place in the presence of God. Or you could say it's a place in the spirit. Or it's a place where you step out of the natural and you step over into the supernatural. Or you step into the realm of God. You are actually created for that. <laughs> and redeemed for that. And so he says, every believer here that we have boldness, the word boldness simply means we have freedom, we have confidence. One translation says we have freedom of speech to enter. In other words, their faith in the blood means that your, your freedom now sets you free to declare by the blood of Jesus, you have a place there. You have a place there, and you're welcome there, and you can come boldly. And he says, come boldly into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Look at verse 20. He says, it's by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us. Then he says, through the veil, that is to say his flesh, talking about the body of Jesus when he was broken. He says, and having a high priest over the house of God, look at verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Hallelujah. So this is going to be quite an experience here. Hallelujah. Amen. He says that you and I have been given boldness to enter. And he said it's a new way. It's a new covenant. And he said it's a living way. And he says, and we can come boldly. And now he gives us this invitation. Let us draw near. Let us draw near. So that's your invitation to the presence of God. Draw near. Or when he says, let us draw near, uh, some other translations of this are really good too. One translation says, let us press closer and closer to the Father. Yeah. 
let us press closer and closer to the Father, are to know God as your very own Father. And so he says, because of the blood, each one of us can draw near access into the holiest. Now, before I get too far away, uh, look at Ephesians 3.12, and you can kind of write these down if you want to. One of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians 3.12, Ephesians 3.12, and it says that in him or in whom, uh, no, except in him, in Christ, in whom we have access. Now, you see the word access, um, you know, it's no good to have a computer and even have a computer program if you don't have any access. Uh, and you can't get any downloads if you don't have no access. So he says, in Christ, in him, we have boldness and access. That word access is used in Ephesians uh, 2.18. Again, in Ephesians 2.18, he says it this way in Ephesians 2.18. He says, for through him, or in Christ, we both both means Jews and Gentiles. He says, we both have access. Everybody say access. access. He says, we have access by one spirit. So here he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Unto the Father. So go back to Ephesians 3.12, the word access again. Uh, he says, through the Holy Spirit, we have access unto the Father. In the Gospel of John, Jesus refers to the Father over 100 times. In the Gospel of John, the Father, somebody said it's like 116 times uh, the Father. In other words, when Jesus said, my Father is greater than all. Right. Amen. So that means when you know God as your Father, he says, now you press closer and closer to the Father. So there must be some benefits to getting closer. Well, one thing, it'll keep you away from some stuff, won't it? Amen. Press in closer. I believe you could get closer. So he says, press in closer. So here he says in uh, the Ephesians, let me go back there before I finish this part. He says, in whom we have what boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. So through faith in the blood of Jesus, we have boldness, access with confidence. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that means you're not backing in. You're not whining in. You're not coming in feeling unworthy because of the blood. You have boldness, access, and confidence. Praise the Lord. Other translations say this. The um, love it says, let us as members of his family exercise our right of access. So really he's talking about prayer, but sometimes we kind of get prayer in kind of one category that when you say prayer, like time to come to church prayer, immediately people get nervous. But uh, I mean, if it's church picnic, everybody's pretty happy. But if you come to church prayer, uh, but uh, when you use the word prayer, really what he's saying here is prayer is simply exercising your right of access. Exercising your right of access. And he says, and through the blood of Jesus, you press in closer. He says, closer and closer to the Father. And then this translation, love it, says, but we must come with a simple childlike faith and the unshakable assurance that he is eager to receive us. Yes. Yeah, so he says, now to exercise your right of access, he says, you come like he's your daddy, he's your father. And you come with such confidence, you're certain he is glad to see you. Yes. Amen. So 
number one, to fellowship with you. And then number two, to receive from him. All right, well, go to Hebrews 4.16. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here. But Hebrews 4.16 says that let us come boldly again to the throne of grace and that we may receive what? Mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Other translation calls it the throne of the giver. The throne of favor. Now, you and I come boldly to the throne of grace for what purpose? Here he says that you receive mercy. Now, if you have the Amplified Bible, it says you receive mercy for your failures and grace to help in the time of need. Grace, what's that mean? God's favor, God's ability, his provision, his strength even, that you receive grace to help in the time of need. So I kind of like to say it this way, come boldly to the throne of grace, come by the blood of Jesus and receive mercy for your failures right. and grace for your future. Come on. Yes. Amen. Amen. So now another time he's given us this opportunity and this invitation, which is really, you would say, the crowning achievement of the plan of redemption is for man, for us to walk right in to the very holiest presence of God and come walking right in there. Amen. Yeah. And saying, he's glad to see me. Yes. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20 through 22 is quite a passage of Scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. And here's what it says, Colossians 1.20. It says, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So you should underline that in your Bible. Having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether there are things in the earth or things in heaven. That means nothing is out of the range of the blood of Christ. And verse 21, he says, and you were sometime alienated and enemies in your what? Your own mind, he said, by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. What's the word reconcile mean? Simply means he's restored us to fellowship, first of all, and restored us to favor. We are restored to fellowship with God, restored to favor with God. And he says, he hath reconciled, verse 22 is phenomenal, in the body of his flesh through death to present you, underline that, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Wow. Now, if you can't say wow on that, I mean, you just ain't thinking right. <laughs> so he says, now through the blood of Christ, yes. the purpose of that blood was to present you, yes. present me, or to bring us in in his sight, other translations say simply, in his presence. That now we come boldly into his presence. And he says, and he presents us holy, unblameable, and unreprovable. Uh, the, the message Bible, I mean, the, King, uh, the living Bible says it this way. He says, and now you are standing there before him with nothing left against you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. All charges have been dropped. So you're standing there before him in the holiest, nothing left against you, and get the rest of it now, unreprovable. So the uh, living Bible says nothing he would even chide you for. Wow. 
That means he's not even going to bring up what you need to be corrected for. In other words, he, number one, did not bring you there to whoop you. That, that's why you didn't want to go in there because, boy, he's going to let me have it. No, he says, you come in there through the blood of Christ yes. and you're standing before him holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his presence. Well, can you see yourself that way? All right, let's try that. I said, can you see that with yourself? Just come walking right into the holiest. And not one angel is saying, what you doing here? How'd you get in there? Well, he said the access came because of Christ, because of what Jesus has done for us. Actually, the word access not only means that you have access to go in, but it actually means you have a formal introduction. That it means you did not come in by yourself that Jesus actually brings you in there and introduces you. So you say, I'm with him. Yes. <laughs> and he brings you into the Holy. Yes. Oh my, praise the Lord. All right, well, what does that do? Well, number one, uh, that gives you a sense of uh, acceptance and divine approval. Right. Or you could say you're free from a sense of rejection Come on, our shame, our struggling. But you come right in, and in the presence of God, you experience his love for you. But I like to say the blood of Jesus literally is liquid love. That the blood of Jesus is liquid love that flows from the heart of God and reaches into the hearts of men and heals you where you have been wounded and broken by life. In other words, there's not one thing in you that the blood does not reach. So the blood of Jesus has that power. And here he says in Hebrews 10, he says he actually purges you from an evil conscience. Uh, what does that mean? He purges you from an evil conscience. Actually, an evil conscience, other translations, he purges you from uh, sin consciousness or a sense of guilt or shame that the blood of Jesus literally reaches into your conscience and removes the guilt and the shame and the stain of sin. Yeah. So that there's no evidence you did anything wrong, not just in heaven, but in your conscience. Wow. Or you could say it this way, that the blood of Jesus silences the voice of self-condemnation. All right, let's go a little step further. In other words, your conscience is the voice on the inside of you that says, you know, you know what you did. You know what you didn't do. You know what you should have done. You know what happened. But the blood of Jesus has the power not only to remove your sin from the mind of God. Come on. All right. And you say, what do you mean remove from mind? God said, I don't remember you did anything wrong. Right. Well, if God don't remember you did anything wrong. Come on. If the blood has the power to remove your sin or failure from the mind of God then it must have that power to remove it from your memory. Yes. Hallelujah. 
Right, in other words, the devil will tell you, you're just, I know you, you know, I know you're forgiven, but you're never going to get over that or you're going to keep thinking about that for the rest of your life. And come on, that'll get you on all kinds of drugs. That's right. Y'all see, psychiatrists say if they could get rid of guilt, they'd get rid of 80% of their mental patients. In other words, that voice nagging you Come on, that you don't measure up or your failure or what you've done and constant sin consciousness will destroy your faith and destroy your confidence. But the moment the blood is applied, amen, here's what it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. I know I'm jumping around a lot, but we don't have a lot of time here. 1 John 1, 7. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. Everybody say Fellowship. All right, now there in 1 John 1, he's talking to believers. Number one, fellowship with God. But here he says we have fellowship one with another. Are y'all still here? One with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us, and it's actually in the continual sense, from all sin. Right. So Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. He said, as we look to the blood of Jesus... We see there's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Right. Well, that's a pretty good confession of faith right there. In other words, he said there's not one place in me that the enemy can damage or touch that the blood cannot reach. He said that the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin, that there's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. That's right. He says, cleanses from all sin. Amplified says, from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Yes. Woo, come on, in the verse, right? It says, from all unrighteousness. In other words, the blood of Jesus not only has opened heaven, but the blood has the power. Come on, the Old yes. Testament sacrifices did not have. The blood has the power to remove yes. sin consciousness. Yes. yes. He says, your conscience is cleansed from sin. One translation says, you are no longer haunted by the sense of sin. What's a haunted mean? That means boo. That means you, something going to jump out from what happened in your past. Boo, come on, haunted. like uh, And you go to bed at night, a haunting, come on, a nagging, haunting voice. Come on, ah, uh, uh, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, you shouldn't have thought that, uh, constantly. But the moment the blood is applied, I said, the moment the blood is applied, there's power in the blood of Jesus. It is not only the power of his death, it is the power of his resurrection. Now, I'll show you that, Hebrews 9, 12. It says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Right. He entered in once into the holy place, and he obtained eternal redemption for us. That's right. Hebrews 9, 12. One more time, ready? Neither by the blood of goats and calves. So it's not an Old Testament sacrifice that had to be repeated. He entered in once. He entered in once. He entered in once. He entered in once. See, the problem with this translation is called the NKJV. I'm quoting from the KJV. They took the once out of the N. That's why I take the N out and put the KJV in there. So, but uh, the KJV is uh, the one Paul used. So if you got the KJV, here it says, he entered in once. Now you say, why is that important? Because the word once is used repeatedly by the Holy Spirit in Hebrews 9 and 10. 
Once. What's he trying to say? I was studying that. So why? Once. He kept saying once. One sacrifice. One man. Once. Why did he say once? So I was reading that years ago, and the Lord said to me, if the devil's giving you a hard time, you just tell him a bedtime story. And you say, once upon a time, God was manifest in the flesh. Jesus died on the cross. His blood was shed. He was raised from the dead. And he did what? He obtained eternal redemption for us. Well, that means if it's eternal, that means it's going to last forever. Come on, the devil tell you what you got probably won't even last till Wednesday. He said, no, it's going to last forever. Come on. Eternal redemption. Yes. And when he says eternal redemption, other translations say, Amplified says, complete redemption and everlasting release. Right. Complete. What does that mean? Well, he just didn't leave nothing out. Complete. Yeah. <laughs> other translations, permanent deliverance. I know the ladies went and got a permanent, but it was a temporary. But I mean, if you, you know what Jesus did was a permanent. He did it once. Everybody say once. Well, what did he do? Once for all men. Once for every problem. Once for every blessing. Once. He don't have to repeat it. He did it once. Amen. And you receive it simply by faith. By saying, Lord, I believe. Lord, I receive. I apply the blood of Jesus. It cleanses me from all sin. Yes. All right. Well, a lot of times people go to the Lord and get saved, and they always put their problem in a a special category. They say, yeah, but you don't know what happened. You don't know what they did, or you don't know what I did, right? Amen. Um, Romans 5.20 uh, simply says, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Um, the Love is translation says, God's work in Christ far exceeds any damage done to us by Adam's fall. Yes. Or you'd have to say what happened to Jesus is greater than what happened to you. Yes. Amen. As long as you see what happened to you as greater than what happened to Jesus. Come on, then you don't really understand the power of the blood of Christ. So the moment you see what he did is greater, right? Right. Or you'll put your problem in a special category. So I I imagine, you know, people going to God saying, Lord, you know, I, I have a special problem. And the Lord looks at it and he goes, oh, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> we may have to name this disease after you. <laughs> no one's ever had it like that. When you go to God, God, uh, special. <laughs> the father says, Jesus, come over here. And Jesus comes over and he looks at it and he goes, Oh, Father, when I died on the cross, I thought we took care of every problem, and I don't know how we left theirs out. I'm not sure how we left it out, but somehow it got left out. Come on. And it says, says, Holy Spirit, come over here. The Holy Spirit comes over. He goes, You're saying, here's my problem. Here's my problem. Holy Spirit goes, Ooh. 
we had, I've been all over the world. I've never seen a problem like that. <laughs> Holy Spirit says, uh, Gabriel, stop blowing that horn. Come up here and help me. So Gabriel comes over there. And you're saying, God, I got a special problem runs in my family. You don't know what happened to me, God. And God says, well, I can't promise you nothing, but we'll do the best we can. So God's pulling, you know. And, and then Jesus is pulling. The Holy Spirit's pulling. The angels are all pulling. And you're saying, help me, Lord, somehow. Help me, Lord. Well, now, I know you would never say that, but that's kind of the way you act. Yeah, come on. Come on. Instead of coming into the presence of God and saying, Father God. Because of the blood of Jesus, I know you've already taken care of this situation. Before I was ever born, you took care of this situation. Redeemed me by the blood. Filled me with the Holy Ghost. Made me a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. Woo, praise the Lord. So now he says, when you come into the presence of God, notice how he said you come. He says you come with a full assurance of faith. Yeah. Wow, you, you want to get that in another translation. This is pretty good here. Another translation says, let us not stand at a distance as if God were inaccessible. Don't stand at a distance. In other words, there's really no good long distance praying. This all needs to be a local call, like a personal visit. Let us not stand at a distance as if God's mad at you or, come on, he's inaccessible or he's not going to allow you to fail it. Don't stand at a distance. He said, but on the contrary, let us draw near with a sincere and affectionate heart in full assurance of faith. Everybody say full assurance of faith. And here it says this, supported by such considerations as these. In other words, your faith is simply built on the Word of God. So while you're taking these scriptures and considering what Jesus has done for you, now your faith comes to a full assurance. So he says, full assurance supported by these words, by these scriptures, he says, which may well bring us not just a full assurance, but may give us boldness. Come on, if you've got boldness here, you'll have no trouble with boldness against the devil. And he says this, uh, to make our approach or exercise our right of access in the most cheerful expectation of his blessing. In other words, when you come in based on these considerations on the word, Dad Hagen simply said it this way one time. He said, take these scriptures and allow your spiritual imagination to paint the picture of that. Wow. Oh, here's what happens. Actually, the Holy Spirit takes what the blood of Jesus has done for us and makes it a reality in us or in our experience. That means that literally to access and go into the holiest, it's really not that far from you. That's right. You really don't even need four-wheel drive to get in there. I mean. <laughs> he said, simply by faith in the blood. Or 
Faith is dependent upon accurate knowledge of what Jesus has done for you. The same thing that he does for you, the blood does in you. Remove sin from your conscience. Remove shame from your conscience. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. By the blood, thank God for the Holy Spirit. I said, thank God for the Holy Spirit. All right, now let me just give you this one part right here real quickly here. He says, Meneer Meyer Arterburn, which are Christian psychologists, in their book, they said it this way. They said, shame is the issue that drives almost every compulsive, self-defeating behavior known to the human race. This is a psychologist. Shame is the issue that drives almost every compulsive, self-defeating behavior known to the whole human race. Shame is at the root of all addictions. It may be hidden or disguised, but it is there. It is real and it drives human behavior. Sometimes the addiction surfaces first and sometimes the shame. Where you find one, you will always find the other. Shame and compulsive behavior always go together. Now what's he call that? He says that shame is the root of all addictions and he calls it self-defeating behavior. Why do you call it self-defeating behavior? Well, because the devil can't whoop you without your permission. Let's try that again. I said, the devil can't whoop you without your permission. So refuse to cooperate with him. So he says, now shame is at the root of all addictions. And there's a lot of different kinds of addictions. Right, right. Come on, don't just think of one thing. Right. I said, there's a lot of different kinds of addictions are self-defeating behavior, are compulsive behavior, are things that are damaging to yourself. Literally hurting yourself. Somebody called them... Um, uh, uh, beliefs that are self-defeating beliefs, disabling beliefs. So if you have disabling beliefs, which is, we would call it unbelief, but a disabling belief system about yourself, then that would be limit what you're to receive from God or limit uh, where you're able to go. And so if the devil can get you in a condition of shame or guilt, or make you feel unworthy, or even get you in a position where you feel like you're struggling to try to get to a place. Right. But when the blood of Jesus Come is applied, on. that blood literally removes not only sin, but the shame or the guilt is removed. Yeah. And he says an evil conscience is taken out of the way, and now you're not only free, you're really free. Yeah. Amen. So the blood has the power to reach into your conscience through the power of the Holy Spirit and remove the stain or the shame or the guilt of sin. Come on now, you can say, well, I, I'm forgiven. Well, a lot of times people do believe God has forgiven them, but they've really never forgiven themselves. All right, let me show you the difference. In other words, you come to church, you hear all the time, well, I believe the Lord has forgiven me, but you have never fully allowed the blood to reach into your conscience to release that, come on, and receive that forgiveness like God's forgiven you. And if God's forgiven you and forgotten it, then you might as well forget it. That's right. That's right. 
You say, well, I can't forget it. Oh, yeah, you have forgotten a lot of things that are important. So I'm going to tell you this. You can actually forget that. You're even commanded to forget about it. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the blood. I said, thank God for the blood. So he says, now let us draw near. Let us draw near. In other words, through faith in the blood, he says, with a full assurance of faith. In other words, that that means your conscience now must bear witness that you are 100% righteous. You're 100% accepted by God. Come on. You don't have to put yourself through some sort of a a system that, well, I know I've sinned, so I'm gonna have to wait three weeks, three months to do better before. No, no, the moment the blood is applied, the moment the blood is applied, God said, I forgive you and I forget about it. Now you forget about it, come on in here. Amen. Well, the only accuser you got is the devil. Amen. And you overcome him with the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. In other words, your prayer life will be limited without a complete revelation of the blood of Christ. The moment your faith is in his blood, full assurance of faith, that it will bring you into the closest fellowship with God you have ever had. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. And the Holy Spirit makes that real in our experience. Or when you go in to his presence, this is your daily assignment. I like to say when you go to heaven should not be the first time you've been there. Come on, matter of fact, when you get ready to leave this earth, we, we call it dying, we surely transition. You get ready to die. Come on, leave this earth. When my mom was 80, 83 or something, she was about ready to go. So all we did is we gathered around her bed and we began to sing the old songs that we sang in church. And we told mama, go ahead, go ahead and let it go, mama. You just go on to heaven, same place you came every morning when you got up and prayed. Yeah. You went to be with the Lord. Go ahead and go. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're just going to go be with the Lord. And we just kept singing. And then she lifted up her eyes, and she locked her eyes there, and she opened her mouth and breathed out, and she, she was gone. So when she died or when she went to be with the Lord, that we had a nurse there that had been with my mom. And all of the kids, we started praising and shouting, thank you, Lord. Mama's present with the Lord. We're just praising the Lord. And, boy, this nurse comes over to the bed, takes my mama's hand and neck, said she's gone. And she said, I would like to say this to the family. She said, I have never seen a family act that way when their mama died. In other words, most people, it's a disaster. But for us, we cried, but we knew she's with the Lord. Are y'all still here? Come on, we have an eternal redemption that'll go beyond the grave. It's not a disaster when a Christian goes to be with the Lord. Death has been swallowed up. So it don't seem real to me. Well, you go into the holy place a couple of times. And heaven will get real, real to you. Amen. And angels are real. And the power of God's real. Yeah. The presence of God is real. Yeah. This ain't no fantasy that we just go to church. Come on. By the blood of Jesus, we have boldness, access, confidence, 
And he said, and that blood reaches and opens heaven, but that blood reaches into our heart, our conscience, the deepest part of us. Come on, whatever you wanna call it, your subconscious mind, your spirit, the deepest part of your personality where you may have been wounded or you may feel like you got damaged, but the blood has the power to reach on the inside of you and remove the stain and the shame and the guilt so that that's totally gone and you are no longer haunted by the sense of sin. Now you have a righteousness consciousness because of the blood. Amen. Here's the way Andrew Murray said it. He said, to enjoy this blessing, nothing is necessary except faith in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. My time's up here. To enjoy this blessing, nothing is necessary except faith in the blood of Jesus. He said the blood alone has done everything. Hallelujah. It's not the blood plus, the blood minus, faith in the blood alone. Matter of fact, it seemed like Jesus disliked self-righteousness more than unrighteousness. That's right. Let's try that one more time. I said it seemed like Jesus disliked what? Self-righteousness more than unrighteousness. In other words, he got along with the sinners better than he did the Pharisees. So don't try to bring your stuff in there. I've been going to church 30 years, 40 years. Well, that's all wonderful. But that doesn't give you any quicker access into the holiest. The person who came in here the first day has just as much access into the holiest through the blood as you do after 40 years. The only thing you got after 40 years is you may know more about it and you may be able to go in there more often. That's all you know. Right. Come on. Amen. My daddy used to say, there is a God and I'm not him. You know what that means? When somebody comes to you, they want you to solve their problem. You say, now there is a God and I'm not him, but I know how to get to him. Now I'm going to take you right to him. I'm going to bring you right into his presence by the blood of Jesus. And if you'll open your heart by the blood and the Holy Spirit will flood this place, there's no questions you have that you can't get answers for in that place, in the holy place. Amen. In the Psalms, it's called the hiding place. I said in the Psalms, it's called the hiding place. It's a secret place. Wow. Well, anybody can go in there if you know how to get in. But it's a secret place. It's a hiding place. He said where your enemies cannot access you. The moment you exercise your right of access in the presence of God, it allows God to access you. And it stops the enemy's access. In other words, wherever the devil's trying to get in, the moment, come on, he might have had his crosshairs on you, his scope ready to take you out. But you just went stealth, invisible. The moment you went into the holy place, praise the Lord. Um, It's better than a trip to Hawaii. Come on. I said, it's better. Come on. You can go on vacation and be more tired when you got back than when you went. 
In other words, you can get in this place anytime. I don't care whether you live in a trailer house or you live in a mansion, man. You, you can get in your living room, get on your knees and say, Father God, because of the blood of Jesus, right now the Holy Spirit, come on, bringing me into your presence. I come with the most cheerful expectation. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive strength right now. Come on. And the greatest thing is he alone can satisfy you. Come on, new cars and new stuff. And if you had this, you'd be happy. No, no, you'll be happy at one place. Come on, I said, you'll be happy at one place. If you can get in that place, you'll be happy there. Amen. If I had this, I'd be happy. No, you get in the presence of God. God has billions of satisfied customers. Come on, when you get in there, you say, I worship you, Father God. You're my very own father. I'm your child. Come on. Don't run around and say, well, I don't know who my daddy is. Listen, you do not have to look at Ancestry.com to try to figure out who your kin folks are. Come on. You come in Christ by the blood of Jesus. Come on. I've been fathered by God. My father, I cry, Abba, Father. Come on. Do you know how many people in prison? 98% of, of people in prison had a bad relationship with their dad. That's right. Either none or bad. Well, it don't matter what you had in relationship with your natural dad. When you got your heavenly father, come on, I said, your heavenly father. Come on, don't say, I didn't have no daddy take care of me. You say, I got daddy take care of me. My father, God, takes care of me in grand style. Matter of fact, I can cast all my cares on him and he cares for me. Thank you, father, God. Thank, come on, we ain't talking about a fantasy. We talking about the reality. You go in there and you're satisfied. Woo, in his presence. Thank God for the blood. Now, I know you've been in church for years. You know this subject. But you don't know near as well as you're going to know it. Let's try that again. I said, come on. I, mean, I was raised in church. I'm 65. My dad passed the church 50 years. So I know about the blood. My mama sling blood everywhere. I mean, my dad Deacons got me out of jail when I was a teenager. My, my younger brother's growing marijuana in the backyard. So we preacher's kids, and we had trouble because we hang out with deacon's kids. Let me just tell you this. My mom, she's slinging blood everywhere, man. I'm saying, I plead the blood of Jesus. That just means I have faith in the blood. Amen? I apply the blood of Jesus. So, so you cannot be silent about it. Every thought, every feeling, every emotion, every suggestion, every pressure coming against you. I plead the blood of Jesus right now. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let, let's thank the Lord. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Come on now, lift your voice right now. Say, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. Full assurance of faith. Confidence in his blood. His blood cleanses me from all sin, all unrighteousness. Every bit of guilt, every shame, every stain is gone. He purchased my freedom with his blood and I'm free. I am free in Jesus' name. By his blood, the precious blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin. There's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Let's say that together. There's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. One more time. There's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Let's thank him for that right now. From all sin, from all unrighteousness. 
from every kind of guilty feeling. By the blood of Jesus, we are redeemed by that blood. We're blessed by that blood. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We will not be silent. We will not be quiet about it. We lift our voice. There's protection in that blood. There's divine covering in that blood. There's deliverance in that blood. That we overcome by the blood. We have access by the blood. We have boldness because of the blood. We come boldly into the presence of God. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Standing before you, Father. By that blood, you see us through the blood. Washed in the blood. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Oh, the power of that blood. The power of the blood of Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of the Lamb. And we overcome by the blood. Every foul devil, every, every demon, every, every suggestion, every strategy of the enemy. By the blood of Jesus. Yes. Satan, the blood is against you. We command you to stop your maneuver yes. and operations now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. That we are free, redeemed, righteous, blessed because of the blood. And we can laugh again. I said we can laugh again. We can have joy again. We can have peace again because of the blood. Ha ha, redeemed by the blood. All oh, the blood of Jesus sets us free in every way. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha ha ha. Just go ahead and laugh at the devil a minute. Say ha ha. I'm not trying to get it. Jesus got it for me. I said, I'm not trying to get it. Jesus got it for me. I magnify Jesus. I magnify his blood. I'm washed in the blood. I'm washed in the blood. Everybody say, I'm washed in the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. There's not one thing in me. The blood does not cleanse. I'm free from sin. I'm free from guilt. I'm free from shame by the blood of Jesus. I have peace with God. I have the joy of the Lord. I have fellowship with God. My Father God, my Father is greater than all. I exercise my right of access and I press closer and closer to my Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit living in me, my helper, in Jesus' name. Now lift your voice and thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. It's real. I said it's real. Yeah. I said it's real. The yeah. peace is real. Yeah. The presence of God is real. Yeah. Take that home with you. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Now, we'll finish this up maybe next service. But um, Reinhard Bonnke said, I see a blood-washed Africa. Mm. We preach a lot in Nigeria, East and West, South Africa. Blood-washed Africa. Let's look at America right now. Yes. Come on, look at the, the White House and the Capitol. Yes. 
Come on, every strategy of the devil against our nation. I see a blood-washed United States of America. Come on, put the blood over your president. Put the blood over the White House. I see the blood over our president. And I see the blood over the senators and the Congress. I see the blood over every process for the will of God to be done in America. Come on now, over your family right now. Put the blood on the doorpost of your family. Come on over daddy and mama, over grandpa, grandma. Come on over the children, over the grandchildren. I apply the blood of Jesus. I have faith in the blood of Jesus. Divine covering and protection by the blood of the lamb. I see that blood. Now over your church, over your pastors. I see the blood over my church. Come on over my pastors, over my pastor, his wife, his family. I see the blood over every leader. Everybody, this church is covered by the blood. Purchased by the blood, blessed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood. I see the blood. Come on, I see the blood. I know you're saying it, but see it right now. I see the blood. I see the blood flowing from heaven, flowing and working in my heart, flowing from the cross, the triumph of the blood of Christ. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. He sets me free. Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord a shout.